Well, hello, my name is Cincy, and I am the director of the Hope Venture here. Uh, I'm the host for today's podcast, Teaching Our Kids to Live and Love Generously. This is our fourth in a four-part series we'll be doing. So as many of you know, we're passionate about helping people grow in their generosity. We're so excited about this. Much of our day-to-day here at the Hope Venture is spent overseas helping people in extreme poverty, making less than $2.15 a day. But today we get to talk um, about our fun, generous hub that makes all of that happen. We couldn't do that without donors like Angie and other people uh, to to care and do education and health projects for those uh, some of the most disadvantaged people in the world. So this month, we're trying to pause for a few minutes and focus our attention on our donors in ways we can try to help you on your journey of generosity. Specifically, we're going to talk about parenting generosity about things we can do to give our kids a love for helping others, helping our kids to look outside of themselves and see the needs around them. Personally, I have four boys. So, Angie, you have three kids. You have grandkids, one grandson. One grand, grandkid. Grand, grandson. 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 And I have one grandson. Look at this. We're going to talk grand grandbabies now. <laughs> Many of you uh, have shared with us some of your efforts to teach your kids and we're going to have a guest on each week you heard me start talking to angie already um we're going to introduce her in a minute um but before we do that if you have young kids and you are trying to listen to this podcast we wanted to give you some a little bit of extra thing to entertain them i'd encourage you to give them a few books to so you can settle down or if you want to download our pdf of a coloring page you can do that there's a new one every episode so um if you did it the first time but now on our fourth episode you want to find that fourth coloring page go to our website or go to our instagram anywhere there you'll find that link and you can get your kids set up so you can listen today so Today, uh, we have with us Angie Andelt. Angie's been a longtime friend of mine. Our kids uh, went to kindergarten together. Uh, we were homeroom moms, I think, or whatever you call that, yep, that's what room you call moms. Them. Um, and I've watched her be a part of not only our work uh, since the beginning at the Hope Venture here, but also teach kids all around uh, her to share what they can with the world. So one thing that's different this week is Angie, I, I haven't shared this with you yet, but I feel like you have some platforms with kids that some of our um, guests have not had the same. They've been kind of talking about their families and different ways they've influenced there, but you not only have your family, not only have your grandson and um, one on the way, I don't know if we can say that, uh, <laughs> we might have to edit that out, but <laughs> um, but you've also led Sunday schools, you're, you're now the director of a preschool here in town, uh, you do professional teaching, running preschools, daycare, so I think we have a gift this morning with Angie being, uh, having a lot of different platforms and efforts with kids over the years, I'm sure things that have worked, some things that have failed. Um, so that'll be fun to dive in a little bit as we learn about her area of influence. And I think if you're a parent out there, uh, I want to encourage you to not only take advantage of the opportunities you have with your kids, but maybe you have other opportunities, uh, areas of influence of groups of people that you could share your generosity with, um, ways you can 
maybe you're a piano teacher and you have kids, you know, as a piano teacher. Maybe you're a lifeguard at a pool and you have kids that come in and do swim lessons or, you know, things like that. Whatever your sphere of influence is, I wanted you to, um, I hope we're in, a, in for a treat. So Angie, uh, we're glad to have you. Let's just talk a little bit about uh, your stage of life, who you are, what, what age are your kids. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh, I'm a new empty nester. Um, I'm not really liking that part of it. Um, I have three children, a boy, girl, boy. Um, my oldest has a child and one on the way. And mm-hmm. you can say that because they're like 40 days out. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we're yeah. hoping. Nice and close. Yeah, so we're excited about that. Um, I have a daughter that lives in Arizona, and I have a son that's in college. Okay. So, um, and he's a freshman. So this is mine and my husband's first year of being empty nesters. And where's he at school? I forget. Uh, Grand Canyon okay. University in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. All yeah. Right. So what was the rest of your question? First time, <laughs> first time being an empty nester, and yeah. that's uh, that's been an adjustment, hasn't it? It has been a big adjustment. Thankfully, like you said, I'm a director of a preschool. That's a new job this year. Mm-hmm. So for me, I've been really busy, but I feel kind of bad because. Now my husband's kind of empty nesting by himself because <laughs> um, my job's been keeping me pretty busy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, he's a wrestling coach, so he just got done with wrestling. So now I need to start giving him some of my time. He's been very busy the last four months. <laughs> yeah, our guys need our attention once in a while. Yeah, it's yep. good. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to also talk about um, just generosity and we we said we wanted to use a definition here this uh during the series we said out of the dictionary generosity is a readiness to give more of something as money or time um, than is strictly necessary or expected giving something money time whatever more than what's typically expected Mm -hmm. angie i just want to ask you have you have you experienced that in your life at all like you mean others me. giving to me? Or you giving to others or others giving to you? Have you- um, I've definitely been the recipient of that. Tell us sure. about a time or two of that. Um, we've had some big events in our life. Um, and so we've really had to lean on our church community and our um, school community um, to get through those times. We had a really bad car accident early as our kids before we had our third child in between our second and third child. Um and it was really remarkable. I mean, it was actually a Sunday morning. We were headed to um, teach at Sunday school. And we um, got bumped from behind on an icy road by a semi and ended up flipping our car. But by the time we got to the hospital, the call had already been made by the ambulance people to the church because, I don't know, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's weird. But anyway, I just kept saying, you have to call church. Tell them I'm not going to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to let them know that their Sunday school teacher is mm-hmm. not coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or both of my husband and I were both Sunday school teachers at the time. Anyway, um, by the time we got to the hospital, there were people from Lincoln Brian at the, at the hospital mm-hmm. there praying for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got remarkable support from our life group and from the church in general. Um, from that. And even my son was a, a kindergartner at school. Mm-hmm. And so even our, we go to a, a small private school and um, we even got outreached by them. And it was just amazing. Yeah. You know, even though it could have and probably was a horrible experience, um, we really look back at it and don't see it that way. Yeah. I mean, my husband survived. We all survived. We made it through. Things 
kind of went back to the status quo, but we just received so much generosity yeah. from others that it was just remarkable to be on that end of it. You know, Angie, I hadn't even thought of this till you just mentioned that. But yeah, I actually, I went to the hospital that day. I remember because our sons were in kindergarten together. Mm. So we went, he was, my son that. was really scared for your son and sad for your son. We yeah. were sad for your whole family. We I remember going to the hospital with David um, and definitely remember being there. But also that's reminding me, you mentioned a couple different things mm-hmm. um, and, and just the generosity you needed to receive, not only in that situation, but I don't know if you want to share a little bit about the fire yeah. um, because so much generosity had to be poured out to you to just get through that situation. Um, would you it, mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah, we had a um, kitchen fire in 2021. Um, the day before my son's wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, honestly, the generosity started immediately. Uh-huh. Like, the firemen were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to the fire, and they had already put it out by the time I got there. And I was like, we have a rehearsal dinner tonight. and <laughs> um, have a wedding tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I And they're like, well, how can we help you? And I said, well, all of our rehearsal, rehearsal dinner clothes are inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, all right. He goes, tell me what they are. I go, well, they're all over the house. Mm-hmm. I go, I go, just let me in. And he's like, you can't go in. And I go, mm-hmm. okay. You know, and I'm thinking, there's no way. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, my husband's shirt's hanging here, but his shoes are in the hallway. And my <laughs> daughters are downstairs in the closet in this blah blah box mm-hmm. you know I like I knew all the details yeah. I don't know why I knew where everything was but yeah. I did luckily and 20 minutes later he comes out with everything I asked for wow. he didn't miss anything wow. like it, he got the wrong pair of shoes but there was mm-hmm. turns out there was two boxes that looked the mm-hmm. same you know so I don't fault him for that um <laughs> we had somebody there from an insurance company and she's like let me just take these clothes I will have my company get them clean for you and we'll have them ready by the you know before you know what time is your rehearsal dinner we'll have those ready for you give me your phone number we'll take care of it I mean and she was just a neighbor that you know lived around the corner and I mean I happen to have worked with her husband in the past but and so that's kind of why she came out to see what was happening um the school was remarkable you know we had um places to go eat we had gift cards Mm -hmm. to go eat right away Mm -hmm. and um little things like I didn't have contacts and or or my glasses Mm -hmm. you know and I was like I don't know what to do like I use daily contacts so tomorrow morning when I get up I'm not gonna have anything to put on my eyes yeah and so um I called uh, my eye doctor who happened to go to the same school as me and I said hey this is what happened he's like oh he goes just go to the office I'll call ahead I'll have everything ready for you you know and so they gave me like a month and a half supply of contacts till I could get everything figured Mm -hmm. out and gave me some loaner glasses and you know that type Mm -hmm. of thing and so it was just chock full of And of how long generosity. were you out of your house? Um, about that. two weeks under a year. So just about a year. Yeah. Um, a year out of your house. And, it was you know, we're talking about generosity. And, again, it's not just money. I mean, you need somebody to come around and give you a hug in those moments. Yep. You know, come around and say, we care about you. Come to the hospital and say, like, we, you matter to us. Mm-hmm. Come to your home and come to your wedding. <laughs> your son's <laughs> wedding is the next day. I was so impressed with you. I was at that wedding as well. And I just couldn't believe you're even there. Like, you told me, like, yesterday my house burned down or it whatever. Is. You know, like it, we're not going to be able to live in it for a year and you're finding places to live. You're finding people to offer up help here and there mm-hmm. along the way. And that's how we help people. Yeah. That's how this world, like we touch the world in a better place yeah. with our generosity. We give something that fireman who 
is supposed to just be, you know, clearing out the fire and to take the extra time to go to get a pair of shoes and a dress and an outfit, you know, that's going beyond his job. And I think that's, again, what we're saying generosity is to do something above what's expected. You didn't really expect him to get that perfectly like that no, you I know didn't. or someone to come to your aid at a moment that you're you're not anticipating in that over the top kind of a way you know and that's I, that's the joy of generosity to mm-hmm. me when it's a little bit yeah it is more than expected it is over the top a little bit and I think that can be so fun um tell me a little bit about how generosity has impacted your life like what are some of your thoughts about um why that's such a good thing to like I see you now, again, our listeners don't know Angie, but you have been since I, I think I met you when David was in kindergarten. I think that's when I he first that met, right? right? Mm-hmm. And um, you're just always helping. You're always figuring out how to serve. I don't know how many kids times you watched my kids, you know, or whatever. And you stepped in and helped all these different families. I've watched you be a helper to people along the way. And to me, that's generosity. To me, that's learning. Life is not just about me. Life is about caring about other people, and you do that so well. How did that get infused into your life at, you know, when did that start for you? Was there a... Um, My mom is a servant. She's got a servant's heart. I kind of grew up watching that. Yeah. I mean, my dad, too, but he was more the, like, he provided for our family Mm -hmm. and took care of us, and he was our leader, and um, so I spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. at home with my mom, and, um, and she just kind of had that personality i mean she still does i volunteer her for things all the time (laughs) i'm like i can't do that but my mom's really good at that let me call her and see if she'll help you (laughs) but you know Uh, what this is what we're talking we're talking about parenting here and look at you do this because your mom did that if you are listening to this that's exactly what we're talking about your kids are picking up what you're doing right and you picked up what your mom is doing and that just became a part of your regular ordinary life that's how you walked with god is like we help people yeah you saw it lived out and honestly you know money giving money we've never had a lot of money mm-hmm. to give i'm never able to be as generous as i want to be monetarily mm-hmm. but time is always something i can give yeah. i can always find time to do that and when my kids were younger Um, I would bring them along like it was something we could do as a family Mm -hmm. and I just always felt that that was valuable for them Mm -hmm. to learn and to see and to model and to be a part of Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of I guess what I choose more often yeah I mean we still give money yeah but um, yeah we definitely give more of our time I feel like you know if you have to um, let's talk about that for a minute you you just said um, I can always give time now, I think a lot of listeners feel like, I don't have any more time to give. I, I don't want to give more. I And I do watch you give, I would say, generously. I would say above what the average person I see is giving, above what is expected. Sometimes you're there. You come out and say, well, that's how I'm going to give. I'm going to give my time, maybe above what somebody else might give. I'm not doing it to compare, but that's just how God has wired me. I can give my time. And you really believe you can give your time. Why do you believe that? How do you keep believing that? How do you not feel just tired and drained? And I mean, I'm getting older. I'm feeling tired. How do our (laughs) listeners feel like, you know, they can, they can give. What gives you that supply for you? Um, I think that's just how, I I really want to live my faith. I want to be, like, as I was raising my kids, I was, like, trying to teach them that, what character was. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I tell them, 
for me, character is when somebody has spent time with you and say someone else says something bad about you Mm -hmm. or says that you've done something that you would never do. Mm -hmm. People that know you and know your character Mm -hmm. would know that you would never be like that. Like your character can stand up for you when you're not there. Yeah. Um, and can't and can speak for you mm-hmm. when you can't speak for yourself. Um, and so um, I just really wanted to live out my faith. I feel so honored to be loved by God mm-hmm. and to be forgiven for everything that I do. And mm-hmm. um, I feel so lucky that he loves me and he wants to have a relationship with me. And so why would I not give back? Why would I not try and share that with other people? Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't ever want to keep that to myself. Yeah. And I I also have found out that the more I help people, the more, the closer I feel to God and the, the, I don't know, it's just kind of like a circle. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, as I, as I serve and as I give, then I get so much back mm-hmm. um, from that. Mm-hmm. And I feel closer to God and I feel like I'm following he, what he wants for me. And um, I don't know. So it's, in some ways kind of selfish like there's mornings where I'm exhausted I'm like I really don't want to go to Sunday school mm-hmm. today I serve first period mm-hmm. or first period <laughs> <Hour>. first first <laughs> hour and I'm like I'd really like to just sleep in and yeah. go to church with my family and yeah. um but I will tell you every time I feel like that and mm-hmm. I show up at church I feel blessed by someone mm-hmm. someone that stops and talks to me or someone that I get to help uh, a parent or a kid or somebody's having a bad day and I get Mm -hmm. to step in and maybe make their day a little bit better or um, someone stops me in the hall and says something happened and Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I was there to share that with them I mean there's always something that makes me thankful Mm. that I stepped out and made the effort Mm. to do that yeah that's amazing because I think I, I guess for me I want our listeners to think I don't have to live like everybody else around me is living. There is something different. If Christ is in me, I have a supply. And, you know, if you haven't read 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 15, do that. That's my one of some of my favorite verses about God being my supply mm-hmm. and increasing my store of seed and enlarging my harvest so I can give to people and be rich on every occasion in generosity. And then other people start praising God because of that, you know. But I think if we're not understanding that supply if we haven't tapped into the god of the heavens who wants to be close to us you mentioned you're doing this and there's a closeness with god that's resulting like you're you're experiencing god in that moment and that is some of that joy i think we have something different we have god in us so that's what we're offering that's what we're leaning into when we are tired when we're Mm -hmm. when we feel like we're spent there's this full bucket that we can tap into if if we just would sometimes right definitely yeah that's so good i want to go back to another thing you said was uh that you just did it and you brought your kids with you tell me about a couple times when maybe you you chose to bring your kids into this time of trying to teach them hey here's what we're going to take this to the neighbor we're going to do like what are a couple things you did with your kids to just all right kids we're going to just bring you along well, um, teaching Sunday school started mm-hmm. because of my kids, because okay. they wouldn't let me drop them off. <laughs> and I thought it was really That's important that they, it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it was really important for them to go to Sunday school. So yeah. I thought, well, if we're just there and we show mm-hmm. them if it's okay and it's mm-hmm. safe, then, and then mm-hmm. we just kind of never left. I mean, we started <laughs> when my oldest was two. 
and now he's 26. Mm-hmm. So I've been in years. yeah, I've been in children's ministry for 24 years. Um, but with that, my family just came along. Like my daughter and my sons were mm-hmm. um, were table leaders. And when the church had events, we would sign up and we would help with setup or we'd help with cleanup. Mm-hmm. Something you maybe you don't remember about me. We're always the last ones. Wherever you are, <laughs> we're always the last ones. I, we love to visit. We love to talk. Uh-huh. And so we're always there at the end. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, we should just help clean up because we're here. And uh-huh. that's what they've started. And mm-hmm. so we, we would do a lot of that. Um, so I would say, like, church was probably the big one. But then even when we started at um, school, it takes an army. It takes mm-hmm. people to get mm-hmm. things done. And mm-hmm. um, and I love our community there. And mm-hmm. so if I don't participate, who's going to, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah, you're not waiting I, for somebody I'm not going to be the it. one to sit at mm-hmm. home and let everybody else do it because yeah. so that I can reap the benefits. I want to be yeah. part of that. I want to be part of getting things going. Mm-hmm. And um, so my kids just knew that if there's chairs to be set up, then they need to go to set up the chairs. If there's, you know, trash to be taken out, then we're going to take out the trash. But um, one thing that we do at Christmas, on Christmas Eve, we've kind of, that's always been like our tradition. Mm-hmm. It's just my family. Like we don't mm-hmm. do extended family on Christmas Eve and um, serving for Sunday school because mm-hmm. they kind of try to give the a break to the normal teachers mm-hmm. and they just ask people to volunteer for mm-hmm. the services and um so that would be, we would go to the first service, and we would all serve mm-hmm. in children's ministries mm-hmm. together. And then we would go to service, and then we'd go home and do mm-hmm. our Christmas together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been, I mean, since my kids were tiny, yeah. um, they've always been a part of that. And again, some of it was fun, because they have a bounce house on Christmas Eve, <laughs> and they get to do all that fun stuff. But they found that serving can be fun, yeah. and it can fill you mm-hmm. as well as you helping fill a need. Yeah. Yeah, I love how you continue to come back to it. It's, it's filling us, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, did your kids ever grumble and complain? I mean, I bet we have some listeners out there that are trying to get their kids to be generous. We ought to do this, kids. Come on, you know. And <laughs> They did. I got way more pushback as they got older. Um, okay. I what don't are, know. Any advice for our parents navigating that these days? I just think there needs to be expectations. I mean, they don't have to do everything, mm-hmm. but... Um, Everybody needs to serve in some way, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. I, I mean, I always go church and school are my life, mm-hmm. so I don't really know other places. But the church can't work if mm-hmm. people don't help and people don't serve. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. It's just not. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have enough money or staff to do it yeah. without the people. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I was like, I don't care what you do. Just mm-hmm. like even when they went to high school, I'm not sure. I don't care what you do. You just mm-hmm. need to be involved. Mm-hmm. Pick something. Mm-hmm. So in church, pick something, something that you mm-hmm. like, something that's fulfilling, whether it's, I don't even know, whether mm-hmm. it's serving or meeting people at the door mm-hmm. or coming in and I, I don't yeah. know, being an yeah. usher, whatever. I yeah. mean, there's so many opportunities. Yeah. Um, but you just need to, you need to give back in every aspect of your life. You just got to pick that one thing. It doesn't have to be a lot. Yeah. Um, but you do need to do something. You need to get outside of yourself and see the need in others. Yeah. I like how you said that's how this whole thing functions. And I, I would broaden it from the church, uh, local to the church like God's church capital C like Mm -hmm. the body of Christ we show you know our relationship with God and it all kind of works together as we 
as we're a part of that, as we're servants of the King of Kings, you know, and our world sees a different side of humanity, if we could represent him and his love for mankind, like wherever we are, that's how it functions. If we break down that um, model, I guess, Mm -hmm. then what is the world going to see? They're not going to see anything like Christ, right? But if we uphold him to the world, and that's how the, that's how Christ is going to function in this world, if we represent him, right? Um, I was thinking about a time just reminding me of just trying to take my kids out. We used to, in the summer times, like I had four boys. It's Mm -hmm. a little more rambunctious, uh, you know, they're all home all day during the school year. It's summertime and I'm trying to think how to make the most of my summertime. And I would, I would kind of map out like maybe on Mondays we'd have some chores or something and Fridays would be like a fun you know outing kind of a day but Tuesdays were like our giving day and so we would find somebody to go bless like and I remember one summer they were actually building the church uh and there's all these construction workers out there and we said let's just bake a ton of brownies and take them over to the church guy to the construction workers mm-hmm. and just bless them you know and in the middle of their day we, it's a hot summer day and we just brought them i don't know brownies and maybe some drinks or something and you know just bringing your kids along finding ways for them to be a part of generosity with you and know this is a part this is what yeah. we're going to do and you just you brought your kids you said this is this is going to be who we are you yep. know and that's our family. You this know? is who our family this is. This is who yeah. our family is. Well, and it even goes back to just the family. I mean, that's kind of where you start. Like, your family doesn't work. Mom and dad can't do all the yeah. work. I was like, if mom and dad are doing all the work and the kids are just laying around not helping, yeah. then, well, number one, it's not good for them. But yeah. everybody's tired and nobody's having fun. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the saying is, but many hands makes light work <laughs> like, or yeah, something so, like yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, it just starts at home. And if they can see how fluidly their family works Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when they just do their small part yeah you know if you each have a small part and your family works yeah um then they can understand how that on the bigger scale works for the church and for the body of christ yeah that's so good yeah it's so good bringing that back yeah you have the microcosm of the family and that is where it starts you know Mm -hmm. if we don't learn how to model that to each other and serve each other and you know honestly as a young parent i think i had a hard time with this sometimes with like i didn't i didn't want to ask anything my kids that i wasn't also willing to do you know or whatever but at the same time i had four kids and if i'm doing a bunch like there were times i needed them to do things even that I wasn't doing just so we could all function, right? So yeah. we're all a part of this. And I mean, I had to even take some steps to even learn like how to engage them in that with me. But certainly, you know, all our kids did chores. And for us, it wasn't like, oh, yay, we're going to pay you. And so that's just part of life <laughs> at our family. You know, like we got to function, right? We've got to have a function. <laughs> yeah, nowadays they might ask for some pay, but, but you know, we didn't have the money. We didn't yeah. even want to give them money because this is part of being a family you get to eat that's that's what you get we struggled with that too my kids would always say why aren't we getting an allowance my friends get an allowance and we tried but they're like well what are you going to pay me to take out the trash and i go you just need to take out the trash because it needs to be done and this is how that that's how this family works you know i was like family is just helping out and doing things so yeah i we i also i have a hard time it's just expected. Yeah. There's just things that you do for the good of other people and yeah. for the decency yeah. of 
the human race. <laughs> There's things you do just for other people, for yeah. the good of other people, it's for the just decency the right of human thing. race. It's and you know, right this is not a do. podcast on whether or not you should get allowance, on whether or not <laughs> no, we should pay. Not. You know, that's a different episode with other people. <laughs> but, you know, for the sake of today, teaching your kids to serve in the home, right. teaching your kids to give of their time, to to share, you know, we had our first episode, just share their chocolate chips with somebody. Uh, that was something we talked about in our first episode. But it's it's doing those chores. It's, it's helping mom and dad and mom and dad helping them and them mm-hmm. watching us model that. You watched your mom or go back to your mom again. You watched her not only serve you, but serve all kinds of people in her community. You still know, hey, ask my mom. Maybe she can help you, yeah. you know? That's pretty awesome. All right, I want to switch to maybe some verses that have meant something to you uh, in your formation of some of these thoughts. And you mentioned to me James 2.17 and Galatians 6, 9, and 10. And I did. I, I, I could read those, or do you, would you want to read those? or um, I can. For James 2.17, it says, In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Um, and that, I guess, is probably kind of my motto for life you know Uh like I want to live out my faith I want people to know that I love Jesus and I'm not good at saying do you know Jesus (laughs) (laughs) would you like to know I'm not good at breaking that ice but I always hope and pray that through the way I treat people Mm -hmm. and through the through my actions yeah people will know that I love Jesus Mm -hmm. and maybe they'll ask me yeah you know what I mean I don't know it's hard for me to to be the first one to bring that up and it shouldn't be and that's my own struggle but mm-hmm. um but certainly you yeah. know that verse talks a lot about those actions being important and certainly that's actually one of the foundational verses of the hope venture you know like we feel like that's so important here the yeah. hope venture too because you know we're not just talking about this christianity thing it ought to be affecting us we ought to live differently we ought to be representing him and serving him and helping people know him not by just our words and um, but by our actions and your actions speak loudly, hopefully. And, you know, the Bible talks about they'll know we're Christians by our love for one another. And, you know, I think that yeah. says that too. Let's go to the second verse you have there. Um, Galatians 6 verses 9 and 10. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially those who are of the household of faith. So I don't know. I mean, I don't really believe in just those people that yeah. are in the household of faith. But, yeah. um, in fact, sometimes I feel like the people who aren't are the people who need more help. But yeah. I definitely feel like, um, I mean, church is important. It has to be there. I feel like, you know, we've gone through a really hard time over the last few years um, with keeping the church going and keeping people involved. And mm-hmm. I saw a huge drop-off in volunteers over the last few years, both mm-hmm. at school and at yeah. at church after um, COVID mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and so um yeah just I've I've really seen through COVID um the need like why we need the help and the volunteers and why I give of my time yeah you know we haven't talked about that on this podcast series yet about just how COVID has really kind of brought us inward kind of each man for himself yeah and you know that volunteering has dropped off that that ability to be out with other people and help mm-hmm. them and see their needs and care about those needs. And you're kind of saying, I, you've watched that in your different spheres. And boy, how important that is for us. If you're listening to this, again, we're talking about generosity. Again, not just money, but our time, our talents, our treasures, you know, everything about us. 
surrender to God. God, you can have what you want. And if it is time, and I think it's everything, it's it's money's a part of that. I think my money shows where my heart is, you know, mm-hmm. but certainly my time also shows where my heart is. And I want to be generous in learning how to give to other people. And yeah, you said that these have affected you. Do you have any idea when those verses, you know, were you just looking them up because I asked you to find some verses or when did those start to strike you or mm. was there a season in your life you just remember them from forever ago? Not, no, not specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, just as, you know, as I search and decide kind of who yeah. I want to be, yeah. um, I watch for verses that speak to me and yeah. those have in the past, mm-hmm. they've popped up. I mean, I think if you found me on the street and asked me, what were those two verses? I, I probably couldn't come up yeah, with yeah. those. It's just kind of their basis, like what they're saying yeah. um, mm-hmm. is what speaks to me and, yeah, and kind of sure. what's led my life. So, yeah. no, not really That's a good. specific time. Well, let's talk about how have your, uh, how have you led specifically? You've talked a lot about um, bringing your kids along with you. Is there anything else that you've done either – um, well, certainly I know. Let's actually hop into the Hope Venture piece of that first. Of You've led, even through church or things like that. Yeah, I remember your second grade class did some stuff for our GOAT project. Or, yes, that was you know, so much that fun. Was the- <laughs> that was so much fun. The kids were so excited. Why was that fun? Tell us a little bit about what that was like. It was just fun to – so I do second and third grade, mm-hmm. um, Sunday school, and it was fun to just open their eyes and let them see the need. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they see goats as something that you feed at the zoo and mm-hmm. pet. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even think they would even realize mm-hmm. that it could be a life-changing mm-hmm. thing for someone. And um, so we get to kind of open their eyes, and then and then they just get excited about – they want to give to others. Yeah. You know, they just don't always know how – it is and they want to impact others they they want to belong they want to belong to something and something positive Mm -hmm. is definitely Mm -hmm. good I mean they just get excited we had was that the year we had the lemonade stand at the church I'm trying to remember what I also had a hot chocolate we did that was I think we did that for the run because it was so cold in April do you Uh remember yeah I do remember that (laughs) But we might have done the hot chocolate. Maybe it was. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I had so many volunteers. I mm-hmm. couldn't even find jobs for all of them. But <laughs> we had a little boy. We made signs, and he was running all over the church. Uh-huh. And I would send older kids with him so that he wouldn't get lost. But he's like, parents, if you've left your kids you with Angie, she's kept them safe. I promise. I do. I promise. <laughs> But he was so excited. I think his name was Josiah. I cannot remember his last name, but he was the cutest thing ever. And he would run around with this little sign, you should give us money for the goats. Please give us money for the goats. <laughs> He's like, come on, come buy some lemonade. We need money for the goats. But he was just so excited to be yeah. part of it. And I don't yeah. even know if he really understood the whole thing. He just knew he was doing good. Yeah. And he knew that it made him happy. Mm-hmm. And he knew that he loved God. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, this is so good because... You know, again, parents, you're not trying to pull something out of your kids that they don't want. They actually have a lot of fun doing this. There's a lot of joy in this. You've talked not only about the joy and the fun, but even the closeness with God that you Mm -hmm. yourself have experienced through times of generosity. I mean, in our kids... That's a good thing for them. You're you're teaching them things that are going to hopefully last for a long time into their into their lives. Um, 
I'm trying to think if there's other things you've done uh, with the Hope Venture with uh, just various, various spheres of influence that you've had. Um, but how do you hope that it would affect them through their lifetimes? Like those kind of, you know, if you do a little thing with a second grader mm-hmm. and okay, he's excited for a day and he hardly understands it. What good is that long-term? Like what's that going to mean later for him or? We also did a backpack thing and the yeah, kids could see that we made little backpacks okay. and put them up on a bulletin board so they okay. could see and yeah. they had a goal and yeah. we actually exceeded that goal yeah. that year. But, um, and then I believe you came and talked yeah. after that yeah, um, and kind of just did that follow-up mm-hmm. to say, you know, and they get to see pictures and they mm-hmm. get to see... I, I guess I just hope that they learn how they feel mm-hmm. and they learn that, that even a small amount, you know, because we really encourage them not just to ask their parents for money, but we encourage them to do something to earn the money, mm-hmm. like so that they had some, some, what's that called? Some, I don't know, skin in the game. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I was trying to think of. So mm-hmm. they kind of had some skin yeah. in the game. So that it was, you know, them. But we're like, ask your parents what you could do to earn some money or see if your grandparents will let you rake their yard or yep. whatever, you sure. know, so you can earn a few dollars mm-hmm. to to donate. Um, and then just to see that just even those little things mm-hmm. can make a difference yeah. um, in someone's life, even that they don't know. Yeah. Um, and then just to know how that makes them feel and to know that they're following what God wants for their life um, and how easy it is. I really think, for me at least, the hardest thing is saying yes and taking that first step. Mm-hmm. Because once you do it, once you're in it, mm-hmm. you just, it is. You're there. You get wrapped up. It's its its yeah. a good experience. Yeah. The hardest part is when you're sitting on your couch and someone asks you to get up and walk out the front door. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, otherwise, it's easy. Hmm. That's really good. Anything else you want to share about generosity that maybe we haven't covered? Um, anything else about serving? I just feel like um, it comes back to you tenfold, and that shouldn't be the way you do it, but mm-hmm. it really does. I feel like in every little bit, you know, like you say, I'm generous, and I was like, I really just help on Sunday mornings and Sunday school. Instead of going for an hour, I mm-hmm. go for two hours. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like it's a ton of my time. Um I'd just be sleeping otherwise, you know. Well, if we added up 24 years times 52 (laughs) weeks, that's like a 1,000 hours. Um, You know, no big deal. But those, you know, hour a week adds up. It does. You know, and it's not just an hour a week, but there's there's some other things, obviously. But I think um, as we we wrap things up and come to a close, I, I, we've been doing, we've done four weeks of this for Mm -hmm. ourselves. And... I think we've talked about small things we could do. We've talked about being intentional. We've talked about giving ourselves some grace because, you know, we, we make mistakes in it. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, a couple things that come to my mind as you're talking um, that uh, I think reminding ourselves that our time is sh- – our, our service and through our time – is a huge way we're generous. I think um, I'm hearing you say, and a few of our, our guests have said this, you know, it's, it's not like I had all the money in the world to just throw it all over the place mm-hmm. and be generous, so to speak. But I gave what I could. And all, all these episodes we talked about, I this is just who I am. And I just chose and I'm trying to choose. And none of us are still doing that perfectly. We're still learning. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm just choosing to give what I can and that can be time and that can be huge. And not only have you done it, but you've watched, you've received it, you know, the fire, the, the accident, like, and so many other times I'm sure in your life, but those are big moments where, gosh, if, if nobody did step in there, you feel pretty alone. And I think, you know, you have a lot of friends or whatever, but there's a lot of people out there, if they were to go through something and feel really alone, if just somebody would notice them and bring one meal over or just, uh, hey, I work in insurance and I could help you with this. I'm your neighbor, but I, you know, I have a skill I could offer you that maybe you need right now, or I have contact lenses. I could get you (laughs) a month's worth, you know, and that's what I can offer. And, you know, people are giving in ways that they can. And, uh, to do that with uh, a servant heart. And then just, I, I really want to emphasize again, that intimacy that comes from that, that blessing, that joy to tap into that. Um, if, if you don't know, you know, um, maybe this is new for you. Maybe some of these concepts of, uh, really going over the top, if you didn't see that modeled for you, like you happen to see that from your parents, you know, and, but maybe a listener didn't see, somebody model to them going above and over the top but i just want to encourage you to to read some of these passages we've talked about over the different weeks i would encourage you to read second corinthians 9 um watch how people have given over the top even go back to second corinthians 8 i'll just say that uh (laughs) but you know think about your own life and what you want your kids to see from you we heard from angie today she saw something in her mom that changed her life forever and now it's changed your kids and they're probably if i interviewed your kids on here they'd be saying the same thing you know i well i just watched my mom and dad do that you mentioned your husband teaching sunday school with you you know like not a lot of husbands and wives do that together would encourage you guys it takes all of us coming together functioning together as the family unit as the church local Mm -hmm. unit as the church uh, broad in the global sense unit that this is how we represent Christ, right? We, we can show something different. We can go above and beyond. So today I just want to challenge you to give what you can and to find that intimacy with Christ that you're looking for through generosity. Love you guys. Live and love generously, people. Woo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Good ending. You don't hang out with 20-year-olds at all. I can't even tell. (laughs)